So I was having a conversation with the amazing Fancy this week, and we were having a good discussion about wants versus needs and things that we want, but do we really need them? And it left me to wonder this week, what are the things that I want versus the things that I need? So today, that will be the discussion. So it is episode four. Let me take you real deep. It's just different. everyone in the foxhole thank you so much <laughs> for tuning in uh i'm jamari fox with my two amazing co-hosts uh karaoke hello and Maybe. cousin hybrid and yeah we are here because we needs to be <laughs> <laughs> well i i want to be i don't need you in my oh. life, Ooh. but I like you. You add a little bit of excitement and weirdness. So you know what's funny? I had a I wrote something yesterday about sex appeal. Mm-hmm. Okay. And <laughs> nobody, nobody commented. So I was like, oh shit. But uh it was basically you when you said excitement, I said that the four things needed to have sex appeal, because I was having a, a conversation with the pre-vixen, and she was saying with sex appeal, you have to take the sex out. You could have sex with anyone. It's the appeal. Mm-hmm. So the appeal is alluring, inviting, charm, and excitement. So I was like, oh, I'm excited. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. I got sex appeals and shit. Wow. Um, Today, ladies and gentlemen, that's what we call a stretch. We do the before we <laughs> Where are my goddamn sound effects? That's my first goddamn question. It's Saturday. Tomorrow's Sunday. Don't start. Um, hello, everyone. How how was your how was your week karaoke? Um, my week was was pretty quiet. I've been very moody this week. Like I am really going through something, and I don't really know exactly mm. what it is. But I've been like like needing something like I feel like I'm missing something in my life Mm. but I don't know what it is so like everything that I've been doing I'm trying to like get I'm like no this isn't it this isn't it and I just I don't know so I'm feeling just like empty this week it's like I'm missing a little something so the so the person in the supermarket came up to you with free samples. You were like, "That's not what I need." Okay, this is not what I need right now. Yeah, you know, it's just like I've been like I've been eating food and none of it's really like yes. And like I thought I wanted some pancakes and then I got some pancakes and I was like, mm, maybe it was a waffle that I wanted. So I don't know. I'm just feeling like unfulfilled this week. I'm I'm feeling that too. How about you, cousin? Um, it's strange. Like it's similar i feel as if i am well obviously i am physically trapped because i'm living in a country with fifty thousand cases of covid right um, right but the yeah. i think i'm also feeling as if i'm at this kind of a crossroads where i'm not really living the life that i want to live i guess yeah. i guess from the outside everybody's like oh my god you should be really happy you're doing this you're doing that but at the same time i know exactly what i want and i don't think that i'm currently living that so i'm not sure if it's a matter of impatient impatience or if it's a matter of i'm not really aligned i'm trying to figure that out so on top mm-hmm. of the gloomy weather and a lockdown in london that has been kind of keeping me in a position where 
I don't get out of my pajamas until like two o'clock in the afternoon daily. <laughs> so I'm always in my underwear. So did, I did I, did I admit <laughs> to depression on this podcast? <laughs> That's okay. This is a yes, very uh, mental health friendly is this is mental this health is? friendly podcast. <laughs> so. Um well, this week for me I had a damn emotional breakdown oh. <laughs> earlier this week. Wow. Um I just had a, like, I feel like, are we all going through something similar? Because I had the most intense emotions this week. And I was like, I should be happy after the election, but I'm feeling really down. And then I had this moment where I spoke to someone and the, in my world, in my mind, I was like, wow, am I really forgettable? Do people, have people just throw me to the side? It feels like they have. Um, so I just was feeling very needy Mm -hmm. and the pandemic and just the life we live creates that at this moment. But I guess on the positive is I made up with some people that I was having beef with. And the first one was relationship guy. And, you know, I told you guys, (laughs) but I was like, let me, you know, something in my spirit urged me to contact people and and have a conversation with them. So I had a conversation with him. And then there was another gentleman that I was like, let me reach out to. So we had our conversation and that went well. And then someone else actually that I was not talking to, somebody hit me up and said, oh, hey, a mutual friend hit me up and said, oh, hey, you know, they want to reach out. And it's weird because I saw them in my dream. Oh, wow. Everyone that I've seen in my dreams has pop, has been trying to reach out to me. And I'm like, I'm fucking Professor X. Because <laughs> I seem to be, yeah. the, like, it, it, like, I've seen my mother literally twice in my dreams this week. And she's come with full messages that mm. literally I've asked. And she has come as the, mes- as the messenger. Mm. I'm like, okay. I must be on something. All right. So if I start flying in this bad boy, you know where to find me. I'll be at the school of the gifted children. Um, so I've been in my house and, you know, I've been pretty much following social distancing type of situations. Uh, the gentleman that I, we uh, squashed our issues, his wife ended up getting the Rona because she was out around Halloween and her family members allegedly are huge Trump supporters. So because Trump, you know, was all this anti-mask stuff, they were all like, well, we ain't wearing no mask either. And they had this big Halloween thing. And, you know, he was really hesitant, you know, because they have kids and she, he was like, I don't know if you should be doing this, but she was kind of like, whatever. So she ended up doing, she had her, I guess she had her mask on or she didn't have her mask on around her family members. Either way, she ended up getting the Rona. And now he, he doesn't have it, but he had symptoms of it. Cause the other day he was talking about how it was hard for him to breathe. He was coughing really bad. It was really, really bad. So I have been kind of like, Oh, I don't want to experience that. Mm -hmm. Cause I think I experienced it when I came back from New Orleans, Mm -hmm. I think I had it, but I got it taken care of quickly. Yeah. 
I am watching people that I know, they're going from this state to this other state and this, they're traveling here or going there and everyone's at an event and at a rooftop and they're doing that and doing this and go. And I'm like, maybe I am being a dork. Maybe I should be out there with my mask on and, okay. and mingling and having a good time. I mean, that's the problem now with this is that a lot of people don't care. Mm-hmm. And even though the cases are rising, 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 everyone thinks it's a joke. And then it makes you think, well, maybe it's not as serious as it is. And then you now want to go out there and have a good time. But is it really a want to go out there or is it a need to go out there? Because maybe it's maybe it's all in our imagination. Like, do you guys experience that? Like everyone you know is here, there, everywhere. And it's like, am I, maybe I'm being too cautious. Maybe I'm being too isolated. I sh- maybe I should go on vacation. Maybe I should do something because I've just been in the house. Like, am I the only one? Well, I think people want to be around people. Um, even if you're like, I am very much an introvert and I don't mind spending lots of time by myself, but Mm -hmm. like, I, I love my own company. I'm perfectly happy in my own company. Um, Mm -hmm. But even I sometimes just want to like see other people be around other people. Um, But there are lots of people who, who really like extreme extroverts or people who just have never learned how to sit with themselves um, when they have to be quiet and all they have is their thoughts. They don't know what to do. And so they're like, I need to be out. I need to see all these people. I need to be with all these people. Um, And for them, it might, be a need um like they feel like they're actually going to go crazy or something Mm -hmm. if they don't get around other people like for me i wanted some bit of normalcy so when we could go back into the office it was voluntary i volunteered to go back into the office not because i want to be socializing and be around 100 people but i do like that sense of normalcy and seeing somebody besides just the people the person that I live with um, but I still don't want to be around shit tons of people like there's like 10 people in the whole office when I went back there's basically nobody in my building so I'm still not around a lot of people because I'm like I don't know like I don't I don't think that I've ever had COVID or that I know anyone who has but the stories that I've read about people who have like I'm good to not risk it So I know that I need to live my life. So I still go to the grocery store, go to work, but I'm not out gallivant. I don't need parties. I don't need crowded restaurants. I don't need all of that. Like I've had my, you know, four or five people that I've seen in person um, since this whole thing started. And I'm good to have my circle just as big as those four or five people. You know what it is? I miss people. Mm -hmm. I miss being able to go to restaurants. I miss being able to walk with a pretty vixen. Mm -hmm and take the actual train and do things and, you know, go here and go there. I miss that. I miss, you know, certain things, but I'm not going to, I'll be honest with you. I'm scared Mm -hmm. to do anything and then catch something and I am alone. So I have to take care of myself. I'm not, it's not, Oh, okay. Well come go live, go mom. I'm going to go back to mom and she'll, you know, take care of me. That doesn't exist. So I have to make sure that I'm okay. And I don't want to be sick by myself up in Mm -hmm. this damn apartment. You know what I mean? So 
those are the things that scare me, but it all, like, I, I hope I'm not overly scared. Like, okay, you can't, like, I've done things, I've gone places, very social distancey, but at the same time, it's like, maybe I should go on a social distance vacation. <laughs> Is that even a thing? You know what I mean? Like I see everyone heading to Mexico. Like Mexico is the new top hot spot that everyone is going to. And I'm like, well, maybe I should, but I don't know. Like Cousin Hybrid, what are your thoughts? Because it's just really overwhelming. I think similarly to karaoke, I am not particularly, uh, and I can be extroverted, but I think I'm a high-functioning introvert. So I know when to switch on extroversion. I went to switch it off. And when I need my space, I need my space. So I know for sure, like, at the beginning of the year, I kind of was going through this thing where I just wanted, like, I just wanted to be on my own without even mm-hmm. knowing that COVID was... On my own. Oh, this is still happening. Okay. <laughs> you know, when you, when you bring when you bring Patty, when you bring Patty in, they feel really, you know. I was so, like, I was waiting for karaoke to hit me with, like, a, a, like two lyrics. <laughs> At least. Oh, is that what we were waiting for? Okay. I was I was waiting for that. <laughs> I was like, we were just about to have a full, like, little moment. She was like, oh, this is what we're doing. And they was, they was there with those ad-libs, and they were just going nowhere. I'm so sorry. I don't know what happened. But no. Thank you, everyone. We'll just slink off the stage at this moment. Uh, <laughs> Thank you so much. That was that was just don't, just let me hit you with that thing in men in black. Ching! Your memories are racing. All right, but um, no, I think um, there may be a bit of a need because I think there's a lot of mental health at stake right now. A lot of people who mm. are now being faced with the reality of being on their own with their own thoughts. There are also mm. a lot of people who may have had previously addressed or previously unaddressed mental health issues that are no coming to the fore. Depression mm. is not as rare or uncommon as we think it is. So I think a lot of people are now being faced with this isolation. And mm. like for, for most people who live in big cities like New York City or London or, or Boston or Paris or anywhere else, a lot of them live on their own. Mm. And I think a lot of them are away from their families. They don't really have strong support systems um, in these cities that they live in. So I think that's where there's a need to. No, we don't. Exactly. <laughs> and that's probably where there's that's where you probably see a lot of people kind of out and about. It's not necessarily that they will die without this connection, but I think they're willing to risk it by putting on a mask and going outside and smiling for the cameras when essentially the world is burning around them. But um, Lord, I, I might need to get a man. Okay, so here's where this gets interesting for me. Yeah. So a lot of people, I feel like they strive to, you know, you live with your parents and you're like, I want to get out. I want to get, get a job. I want to be on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, and then people get jobs. They, they, they transition into careers. And then it's all about having, having my own space. Yeah. And so that's what you're striving for is to have your own, your own, everything, your own car, your own house, your, you just want to be by yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you get into situations like this where you which you know, nobody predicted, but you now live alone. Like you fought so hard for all of this freedom to have your own space. And now you're stuck 
in your own space that you worked so hard for, but you need to get out and be with other people because you don't know how to be isolated. So, I mean, so the question really is why do people work so hard to be by themselves. Like I would totally be fine with living in some sort of group environment, like kind of like dorm life Uh um, where I I have my own space. Um, So if I want to get away, like I don't want to deal with you guys, like I can go in my room, like I have my own separate area. Um, But also (laughs) if I feel like I want to socialize, I just need to go to the living room. Is that a thing? Yeah, there are community living spaces or co-living spaces that were really like taken off pre-COVID. Um, <clears throat> but I, I, I understand definitely where karaoke is coming from. I think what happens is that it's kind of romanticized. You're you we've I think we've come up, especially our generation, seeing movies, rom coms, you name it. Where the idea is- I'm going to be a rail boy. I'm going to be in the city living by myself. Exactly. I command my own world, and I'm looking for a man and looking for a career. Exactly. That's how it goes, right? So when you when you get people who are trying to live the sets in the city, Felicity, friends kind of lifestyle, where they leave. Wait a minute, now friends, they always cool, like friends. Yeah, they were cool, but at the same time, they were not. They were all. They all had the same mission. They came to the big city to find their space and be on their own. They ended up together because they didn't exactly achieve what they wanted to achieve. But had all of those characters achieved what they wanted to achieve, they wouldn't have been co-living. The whole, the whole, the whole idea was that they were escaping something in the big city. So we. But, but so why is the idea that I have to, I have to settle for living with people? That's not the. That's never the final goal, and I don't understand yeah. where that comes from. Like you feel like if you live with someone, if you have to share your space with someone, you have unless that someone is your the person that you've chosen to be in a a really single monogamous yeah. relationship, which is also a whole another issue that I have. <laughs> um, but unless you've unless you've chosen that one person, if you have to live with other people, like you haven't made it yet. Like, why can't I want to live with three other people? Why can't that be my final destination? Why is that Uh, weird? Yeah. I think you just kind of hit the nail on the head is I think there is a bit of a status thing to it, which is that you, it it may be more bourgeoisie shit, which is you're not a damn thing in this world. Unless you have your own flat, you're on this, you're on that. It's capitalism really. It's it's weird you're saying this because there's a lot of things online about um, dating, like do's and don'ts. And there was this one where this one girl said, if you're a man with a roommate in your 30s, you can't date me. And I'm like, why? Exactly. <laughs> because because me, like, I mean, I I have not lived by myself for a while. Yeah. Um, and that's not always been with a partner. That sometimes that was with a roommate at yeah. some points. Um, and honestly, I feel like my life works better when I live with a roommate because you know, I'm not having to worry about making my twelve hundred dollar rent payment all by myself Mm -hmm. somebody else is picking up half of that slack which means that that six hundred dollars that i don't have to spend on rent i can go out and do more enjoyable things i can take a vacation i can get my nails done i can get my hair done Mm -hmm. and still manage my financial responsibility like i don't see anything wrong with having a roommate at 
any age. It like it makes it generally makes financial sense for me. Yeah. But if you think, I think it, it's quite stupid what the girl said because technically, if I mean, this think, whole like every everything online is like people just romanticize nonsense for yeah. me as far as dating. Like everything is an issue. Like every if like there was something I wrote about uh, yesterday where this girl, these three idiots were talking about. Oh well, if a, if you're sick and a man, if a dude says, hey, you know. Um, I'm gonna bring you some soup, and oh, he brings right. you some soup. That's gay as fuck. And I'm like, like, what is wrong with people? Like, people are fucking dorks. I swear they're dorks. Would you prefer to die than have this chicken soup? <laughs> like, somebody actually gives a damn and says, "Hey, let me come over and give my boy soup because I know he's suffering with such and such." No, that's gay as fuck. Oh, being thoughtful is gay as fuck. Well, you know what? Die. Die. Exactly. <laughs> but I mean, even what the girl said is stupid because her intention is you can't. If you are a, a guy with a roommate in your thirties, you can't date me. But okay, so if he doesn't have a roommate and y'all start dating and it becomes a successful relationship and you move in with him, what do you technically become? You're your roommate. roommate. Exactly. So right. you're like, what right. do you want? You're just a roommate that he's fucking, but it's exactly. still just a roommate it's still situation. A roommate. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And people and I don't know why that's that's a thing. Like people feel like they can't be free i guess around themselves like because there's somebody sleeping in the room next door like i can't have sex as loud as i would like to because your oh, roommate's okay. gonna hear me or something i don't i don't know but I, I don't care i don't really don't understand care. that right <laughs> yeah You're i mean let me like, not because you gotta be like, conscious of have sex, so. conscious of people's living so if you're gonna have sex at least not be fucking moaning down the house when somebody's trying to sleep at three o'clock right well right but i mean not at three o'clock in the morning sure um you can definitely be respectful and keep it down like you don't need to be that loud at three in the morning but at nine ten at night i mean if that's what you do i don't expect that this is going to be a three-hour marathon because i got to get up and go to work tomorrow (laughs) but if that's if that's what you do if that's the way that you enjoy having sex then go for it why does that have to make someone else feel uncomfortable like why do you why do you make it weird because someone's moaning like you've never moaned like calm the fuck down i think people in the world today especially social media they they have these thoughts they put it out there for the world and there's a bunch of other dorks who are like oh i agree too but realistically a lot of it is problematic and i feel like it gets into this whole thing of i don't want to be judged so let me make sure that when i show my life on social because social is a big thing in our world, it reflects this I've made it lifestyle. Yes. But that's the problem right there. That's the problem all in itself. Yeah. The problem, as you just quite rightfully said, is that it is a I have made it lifestyle. This I have made it image. And if you don't have a $7,000 a month flat in Manhattan on your own and are eating, you're secretly eating ramen noodles every night because you can't afford anything else, or sleeping on the air mattress in the living room. Exactly. But nobody else sees that. But it's considered to be a success if you can achieve this. And it's, but all, I don't... And it's all capitalism, really. I mean, not to sound like a Marxist, but it really is a capitalist idea on that has gone on steroids. Well, why would you not... Why does it not universally make sense to actually be happy with yourself and not just look happy for the rest of the world? I think that I think we've 
I think we have just gone to a point where we are in mass psychosis now. I think everybody technically is a bit crazy now. Because mm. they're not really... Mm. Nobody really thinks. Nobody, as you quite nicely put it, karaoke, nobody is thinking of the long-term effects of this or nobody is thinking, wait a minute, do I actually believe in this or am I just going along with it because this is else is. It's like peer pressure on a global scale. This is why I don't do reality TV because reality TV, like the housewives and love and hip hop, yeah. that gets into this whole, oh, well, your husband can't afford the Kia. That's why he's riding the Volkswagen. And, you know, my husband is driving, you know, the Honda Accord. And it's like this whole comparison mm-hmm. nonsense, back and forth nonsense. And then people bring that into the real world. And now you're shading someone because you feel they're not better than you. Your life ain't that damn better anyway. Exactly. So it's like you're shading someone because they don't have nothing. Like you watch these reality shows. The person who's shading this woman is not doing as good as the other woman. And it's just this whole back and forth mudslinging stagnant behavior. And it's like energy that can be used that I can use to watch a good show. Mm -hmm. I'm not watching reality TV because none of that shit is real. Like social media. None of that shit is real. Reality TV literally is social media Mm -hmm. on TV. And and it, and that's and I don't know how many people really understand that social media in itself, no matter how useful it may be in some in some instances, social media itself is really driven by algorithms, and algorithms are essentially built in to show you what you kind of respond to, what they want you to see, to keep mm. engaged for as long as possible, so that Coke and Pepsi and, and Sprite and everybody else can come on with an advert and capture you while you're captivated. It's really about keeping you locked on. So there's there's so many things on social media that are not real. And I, I mean, I don't really want us to go down the, the, well, the, the um, what's the word, like the conspiracy theory path. But what is fucking real on social media is probably rarer than what is actually real. Well, speaking of social media... Um, I personally think that this gentleman is a social media star and I don't know if he, I I don't think this is music anymore. I just think he is now a social media brand. Lil Nas X, you hit me with a lyric today from his new song, uh, Holiday. Yeah. (laughs) Can you please repeat that lyric for me? Um, let me just pull it up quickly so that I, I I don't misquote (laughs) the young gentleman. Um, yeah, we would hate to get that real intelligent quote wrong. Exactly. <laughs> Why are y'all? I'm like gonna this? read it in my best um, Siri voice. A, can I pop oh shit? Pop, pop, pop. I might bottom on the low, but I top shit. But I top shit. Um. <laughs> so, I think. He I'm was, sorry. What? <laughs> <laughs> you heard him. He bottoms on the low. Oh I, my god. I top shit. So I guess. <laughs> I guess so. What is what is what is topping shit like? What so, I guess in this, I guess in this sense he means he's topping the charts. That's probably what he tops. But so he bottoms on the low. I don't think I don't think that was a major revelation for me. It wasn't. It major was not. Me, no, I, guess. I don't. I don't really know how gay. <laughs> But I didn't think that he was giving it to anybody. I hate it here. I hate it here. I don't know if that's rude, and I apologize if I've offended anybody, but he does not seem like he's a real assertive 
take it kind of guy. Like I, I just, I just don't see little Nas X fucking the shit out of someone. Right. No, yes. I don't. I mean, yeah. To be honest, like again, it's not, it's not about, it's not like shit in bottoms or anything like that because that's absolutely not on my agenda. I can't like, stand I, it. I, we're I, not shading foxes in this world. We're not. Exactly. I'm sorry. Yeah, we're not. But I mean, it's like. <laughs> I don't think this was a secret. So the whole on the low lyric doesn't make any sense because I'm like, we kind of knew. And it's like, what? What, what, are, what are you, what, what are we trying to achieve with this lyric? <laughs> Can I just ask a quick question? Yeah. What, are your, what, are, what are our thoughts on him? Because <laughs> I feel like um, he had that one song and that was it. <laughs> and see, and that's my thing. Like, I don't understand why this dude is hella famous because he has a, song like like one he right so he is like i i mean and i have not done any research on this so i don't know Mm -hmm. if this is a fact but he seems to me to have gotten like he is like the most well-known one-hit wonder of our decade Mm -hmm. and like and honestly i don't even like the song thank you like I appreciate, like, I don't think it's a good song. Oh, Lord, are I, we going back to the I first season? My, oh, my gosh, yes. I told my husband about the song, and he loved the song. And he's like, oh, this is a banger. And I'm just like, I appreciate that he, like, dragged Billy Ray in to give himself some, like, country cred. Um, and then he had other people, like, you know, rap artists and whatever, do some songs and, like, make the song bigger than it is. But if you take out the Billy Ray rap, like or the Billy Ray bit, like it's not a good every song. Time, it's dumb as fuck. It's time. not about shit. Like it's a two minute song. That's every just time, y'all just drag this boy for filth. You know what I think it is? I think that he is just he has personality, he has charisma, and he brings it to his social media. So I think that blinds people because he's very quick. Like when he dressed up as Nicki Minaj at fifty for him, you know? fifty dragged him, and then he dragged back like. He's very, he's good at that. He's, he's good at marketing himself as a social media influencer, but I think that's his career. He is a social media influencer. Right. And that's the thing that I am fine with him being popular as a social media influencer. I am not okay with him being like Lil Nas X, the musician. That's not why he's famous. (laughs) I don't, I don't, I don't like the other songs he came out with. I was like, what? So I, see, I was like, maybe I this is not my demographic. Songs. I didn't even know. Like, I thought it was just the one. It's the only one I've ever heard about. Um, it's the only one that I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. But he seems to be just like real capitalized. And he's done it well. So like, I mean, congrats to him. A million rounds of applause. Because mm-hmm. you really have gotten so much mileage out of this song and all of the drama behind it. And should he be in the Hall of Fame? Should he not? Is it should country? Is it not? in the Hall of Fame? Hall of like, fame, he's bro. Capitalized on it, like I mean, way to go, way to go. Just Lil Nas X as a social media personality, absolutely, he is famous for that. I cannot disagree. But Lil Nas as a music artist, mm-hmm. mm. real quick, uh, mm-hmm. cousin hybrid, your thoughts on Lil Nas X? I just don't find him interesting at all. I just, I'm just like. Oh Similar to karaoke, I'm just like, okay. Like, I feel as if he's been foisted. <laughs> him, like, if we are supposed to like him. And I'm like, I just don't resonate with this. We're mind. supposed to like him because he's gay. That's the, and, that's and, the selling point. I think, uh, you know what? If he, I, this, is my, this may be controversial. Had he not come out and said Uh-oh. that he was gay as a, as a, 
performing, relevant, young black man, if he had not come out and said he was gay, would we even be talking about him right now? Imagine if he came out as a straight artist and he had that line, I bought him on the low. Boy, the internet would have flipped its wings. Right? I mean, I could understand why the internet would have flipped because obviously gay people, if he was supposedly not gay, would have been like, what are you trying to say? <laughs> they would have been like, they would have been like, he bottoms on the low? What, what, wait, wait, let's decipher that lyric, okay? Maybe he's bottoming on the low because he wants to find out how the low end of the spectrum of poverty is so that he could top shit and be happy about it. Exactly. <laughs> they would have been think pieces that shit all week. Kind of think pieces. And for me, I'm like, I don't think he is interesting because he is musically talented, as karaoke said. I think he's interesting to some people because he is this generation's kind of answer to being liberal and open with yourself and, re- and living your truth in a male-dominated and normally homophobic industry. I don't uh, think his interest exceeds that point. Yeah. Right. And I give that same level of of credit. Excuse me. Hold on. I'm going to get back because I'm, I'm choking right now. No. Um, don't die. <laughs> not on air. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> um. Although that might that might send my ratings to if I just died on air, I'm I'm glad that this just in a uh, woman dies on podcast. Right. Listen here, I'm busy choking on air. Um, <laughs> who's the girl um, that everybody the, the big girl? Oh, uh, what's her name? Lizzo. Lizzo, yeah. right? So Lizzo for me <clears throat> is like that same kind of concept as as you just said, cousin. Where yeah. it's it's a male dominated, gener- usually homophobic, like not really embracing yourself. And so Lizzo is a strong black plus size female who's like, fuck what you think about fat girls. Like I'm gonna be out here. I'm gonna wear what I want. Mm-hmm. I I love my body. I embrace my body. I'm gonna show y'all my body. Mm-hmm. If you don't like it, you don't have to watch it. Yeah. Um, the quick 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 thing. Sidebar. I feel like Lizzo. A lot of straight males. Don't really fuck with her. Like, well, I mean, I don't, I don't. Care and I'm wondering if it's because it's because she's big. Because if she was small, would it be a conversation? Well, that was my point. Right, hmm. but and that was the like. It might not be a conversation. Um, like it might not be a conversation if Lil Nas X has, hadn't come out as gay. So mm-hmm. they came out as what they came out as, and that's what they are known for. But on the Lizzo side, she actually has good music. She actually has music that people like, people listen to. Like somebody um, tweeted about the Lil Nas X song. This is why we need more gay rappers. Lil Nas X is singing about the real queer issues. Um, I can I pop shit. I might bottom on the low, but I top shit. That's a real queer issue. (laughs) (laughs) I'm hoping that the person was being sarcastic. A genuine. Oh God. I think I they're, think they're, they're, they're being this loud today. genuine. Like, <laughs> I, what? Are, are this is about to be everyone's tagline now. Oh, Jesus Christ. Can you and that's what I don't understand. Like, people's, just people's perspectives on things. Like, why is bottom on the low, but I top shit the queer issue th- that needs to be discussed? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? To be honest as well, karaoke, you know what kind oh of startled me is that I saw all of this uh, <laughs> kind of fervor around this comment, this lyric from my friends who are, are gay men. And they think what kind of, what, uh, I mean, beyond the initial kind of ridiculousness of it, I think what kind of struck me was, but why is this, why is this interesting to gay men who either <laughs> right. or talk on a daily basis? Right. Why is that interesting? Is it because, again, 
here is a man who is the complete antithesis. Jesus, my my, my tone just tied there. But um, fix it. <laughs> like, is it because he's so outside of what people expect from a rapper that it becomes like Jesus delivering the gospel when he says, "I bottom on the law, but I top shit." Like, what is so like? I mean, it caught well, my I, attention I, simply I, because so I saw it everywhere. About that lyric? Exactly. I think it goes oh, into and, like if I mean there are other mm-hmm. go on sorry no 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 finish what you were saying go on <laughs> no, no I was, was going to say I think LGBT hip hop artists who are not <laughs> what's going who on just saying <laughs> this is the most awkward moment right <laughs> little Nas X has got us in an awkward moment okay. <laughs> Who said that? <laughs> I don't know. You know right. Don't I, even I, get me started you know, on her, please. Yeah, you know, she's a, she's a mess in herself. But what I'm, what I'm saying is that there are other LGBT hip-hop artists who are not as mainstream, who have managed to, and don't ask me to quote their names because I can't remember half of them, but that's simply because they're not mainstream. Um, but they have managed to kind of encapsulate more of the real, as you would say, karaoke um, like as that tweet said, more of the real queer issues, especially the queer issues that are kind of linked with being in certain social and economic conditions. Because, as you all know, especially in the in the Caribbean, for some person to be LGBT or a member of the LGBTQ community, it's easier for you to live your truth openly if you are rich or rich adjacent or white mm-hmm. or white adjacent that if you were from a lower economic background are darker skinned. And that's a real, real thing. And I know there's, I can't remember the guy's name, but there was a guy um, who was an openly gay, open with his sexuality, LGBT hip hop artist. And I remember I listened to one of his songs about two or three years ago. And one of his songs was essentially speaking about the context of being LGBT in what people would term the hood or on the street. Mm. And that, it, I mean, it was, it had a catchy beat. It was almost like a Nolan's Bones kind of situation. But it was, as you said, a queer issue. So um, I think because Lil Nas X has been mainstreamed and taken as kind of the poster boy for the black hip hop artist who breaks the mold of being heteronormative. And then it didn't help that he had a number one song with a white artist from country middle, middle America. So I think he's just been thrust into that position and I think is more style than substance with him. And I don't think that his music really connects because if you strip all of that away from him, he, he's at best a mediocre artist. At best. And he, and yes. he bottoms on the low. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, for the purposes of this podcast, I would talk him, but... <laughs> mm. Well, he has nice lips, but how old is this person? Isn't he like twenty two or something? Oh, okay, good. Because I was like, I hope he is not like sixteen. Yeah, he's sixteen. That would be the end of this whole podcast, right? No, but I mean, he's a good looking boy. But I mean, beyond that, what? He bottoms yeah. on the low. Anyway, <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're gonna take a quick sponsor break, and we'll be right back. Yeah. All right. So uh, this week, karaoke said something to our pod our podcast oh our podcast group chat (laughs) and it was interesting so can you please read that please 
Okay, well, I was not prepared to do this, so let me get to the podcast group chat. Oh, okay. my God. So, get I, it okay, I got it. All right. <laughs> okay. Well, I had something queued up because I got to send you some, you guys something later for the quizzes, so I had a picture that I was going to send you. Um, okay. So, whatever. Okay. Anyway. Um, okay. So, some friends and I were discussing... Um, like sex and being fulfilled during sex. And um, one of the people, um, what specifically one of the guys in the conversation um, said, well, yeah, if I notice something isn't working or if I'm not getting the results I want, I love to hear moaning. I love to feel writhing, love to see and feel the vagina throb and begin to drip. And well, if I don't get my physiological response, I'll stop and check in. So, and this was about like when you are in the middle of a sexual moment with someone and you just kind of check out. Like, you know, it's not that, you know, you obviously, like we talked about earlier, you have to have some sort of sexual attraction or physical attraction to this person to engage in sexual activity with them. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are certain things that you like, certain things that you don't like and then there's you know a whole gray area of stuff that you haven't done yet so you can't say yay or nay Mm -hmm. until it's happening Mm -hmm. but when you get into one of these things you're in this moment and something's happening and you're really not into it what do you stop and say hey this isn't working for me can we try something else or as the other person if you're having sex with someone and then you realize that that person's just kind of laying there, not engaged. Do you check in with yourself and be like, Oh, I don't think that I'm like satisfying this person right now. And then you stop and you ask your partner, like, Hey, like, are you good? Is this working for you? Like, should I try something else? Like, do you stop the person? If you're, if you're the person in either situation, do you stop and check in with the other person involved? And if you do, how do you do that? Mm, interesting. You want to go? Wow. Um, I think one of the things that people don't realize when it comes to sex is that sex is a two-way street. It's less, it's a lot to do with giving each other pleasure in that moment. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I feel like people are, you know, when you're on the selfish side and you're on the self-absorbed side, you're not understanding your partner's, you're not understanding your partner's needs. You're not understanding your partner's wants because it's all about you. Mm-hmm. So I feel like in sex and something like that, if I'm in a situation where I'm, let's say I'm giving my guy head, I'm giving my guy head, I'm thinking I am eating his entire dick and he's not responding. I'm going to ask him, Hey, am I doing, is this good for you? You know, like you have to do a level of talk. You have to ask, you know, what's going on or switch, switch to something else. And then after the sex say, Hey, you know, I, when I was, you know, trying to swallow your whole dick, you weren't responding. You weren't giving me anything. Was I doing it right? What is it you want me to do? To me, that's, you know, going, you're asking someone what their needs are rather than what your wants are, because some people can be very one way and they're just doing something and they don't realize that the other person is not pleased because they're not picking up on the body language. 
They're not picking up on the responses. Mm. You know what I mean? And you can tell when someone is in full-blown pleasure just by their reactions. But if someone's just laying there, you're not you're not moving the meter for them. So you need to figure out, like, you, you know what I mean? Like, you, you got to start asking questions and saying, okay, well, what can I do to make my par- partner satisfied? But do you do it? And so I guess that that's part of the question. Do you do it right then? Like when you're trying to swallow his whole dick, as you said, yeah, and you realize it. Ratchet and ratchet. He's not like, he's not moaning. He's not giving you a physical response. Do you check in right then and say, like, you don't seem to be into this. Can I do something different? Or cause you said that you would like move on to something else and then address it later. Um, what what's your preference there like what's what's comfortable like i don't know that feels awkward for me to be like in the middle of something like i don't know how to say Hi, um baby is this good you're not doing anything i just want to make sure that it, uh, you're feeling oh you're not okay so how can i like i can see the awkwardness in asking um, because that. how do you like i don't really know how you would for for me as a not really i mean we've been doing this podcast for a while. Like I have a lot of things to say about a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am not particularly dominant in other areas in like bedroom areas of my life. I'm not going to code it. Like it's our talk. Mm-hmm. Um, so because in a bedroom, like I, I feel like I do, I'm in control of a lot of things in my life and mm-hmm. in a bedroom is just not a place where I need to be in control. Um, I realize you're, that a, a lot of women you're more are submissive. Like I, I am. And so, and then it's also just been my history that I'm, that I've been with men who just like, they, they have a lot of confidence. They have a lot of experience. Um, They're not afraid to try new things. And so I think it would be weird for me to be in a position to be doing something and then just be like, oh, wow, this is not really working for me. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how you would say to somebody like, this is not working without just like shattering their ego. Do you think that when it comes to stuff like that, it's how, if the person knows you, knows your spots, know what makes you, what turns you on, it's a level of them knowing you? Because I feel like you can have sex with a one night stand, it's just you getting off. But when it comes to a partner, you should already know the things that turns them on. So maybe it's a case of the person doesn't really know that other person because there's plenty of husbands and wives that are doing things to each other and feeling pleasure, even if they're not as involved with each other as much, they still know those spots to hit those things that will get them aroused. So maybe the other person isn't taking the time to get to know the person sexually. And this is why they're in the situation they're in. That's That's a thought that I'm having in my mind. I think, to be honest with you, in the past, I have stopped partners um, and been like, "Mm, hey, hey, that's teeth. (laughs) But not even, no, I've actually, I've been blessed, you know, by God not to ever have that situation. (laughs) When when you have the big lips, you know. Exactly, the big lips. You don't, you don't, you don't get no, you're not getting no teeth here. No, so. That's that's advertisement. (laughs) Shameless advertisement. (laughs) But um, no, is <laughs> like I've had the, I've had to stop partners in the past from doing stuff that I did not enjoy. Um, but it wasn't, it wasn't like oh my god, when they're going so fucking hard and it's like, dude, 
You know what um, I find, you know what I find men can't do? And it's hmm. really weird considering that they all well, they all have penises. Is that I think that's why we're men, men can't jerk off other men. No, they I'm, can't. I'm like, what are you doing? What is this fumbling baboon? Wait, right what? Here? Can vixens jerk off other men though? I find well, the one or two experiences I've had with women. Women jerk off men better than, well, in my experience, so this is not a global, universal, like, research study, but right. <laughs> in, my, in my limited experiences, the two women that I have been with, they were able to handle me better than most men. There's only been one or two men that I can think of who handled me really well in terms of, like, being able to jerk me off, but otherwise, I find men bumble around. And it's like, what are you doing? Even sometimes with me, I feel clumsy doing it on on like some uh, some of my partners, and like I'll find that I'll have to stop. I think it comes with me. It comes down to my dominant hand, so I'm like, yeah. I'll have to stop and use my dominant hand on my partner. If I don't, yeah. then I end up using my less dominant hand, and it becomes a very awkward flailing <laughs> situation. <laughs> so flailing. I feel, yeah, I find that most like. men, when they're in that moment, because obviously it's a kind of a selfish, pleasurable moment, they just kind of shut down and they're like, fuck you, this is all about me. So mm. I find men don't really handle each other. But all that being said, I will stop you. But it comes down to if I care enough about you to stop you. Mm. If they want this to work and they want our sexual energy and our pleasure to be amazing consistently throughout then that means I'm invested in you. If I don't really think I'm ever going to see you again, I have no interest in telling you anything. Right, it's just to get off. Yeah. Um, so let me ask you both a question because I know today's topic is needs versus wants. Yeah. Fancy and me were having a discussion, like I said, and her question was, what are needs beyond the basic when it comes to relationships? Everyone has needs and they have basic needs, but in a relationship, those should be established. What are you looking for your partner to bring to your table? Because a lot of the times I feel like we're so, okay, I need to be perfect. I need to be something for someone else. But what is it that we want brought to our table? What are the needs that we want met? So I'm going to go with Cousin Hybrid. Oh, Lord. And then we'll hit karaoke's spot. No pun intended. <laughs> um, I think for me, my needs, my needs are pretty simple. I just need someone to understand that I Maybe need testify. I need my space. I I, I need my personal space. Mm. It does not mean that I do not like you. It does not devalue our relationship or our connection. It just means that. I need that time to recharge. I need that time to realign. I need that time to prioritize myself because if I'm a fucking mess, the entire relationship is going to be a fucking mess. And I will mm. make it a fucking mess. Um, so I think... You, <laughs> you said I will make it a fucking I will, mess. That's, I will. I will. I, I felt it in my spirit. I felt my, that. As my mother said, it's not a threat. It's a promise. So... Oh, right, right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But um, for me, I think that's one major need. And I find that most relationships that don't work for me is when someone is very needy and disrespectful of that. Um, oh. So that, I, is, I that is a good point. Yeah, I do not like needy men. Absolutely cannot stand it. And it's not to say that if there are people on that who are listening to this podcast who have 
more of an emotional requirement in terms of their, you know, their love language may be different and not discounting you. And just I feel triggered. <laughs> they're just like they're people who are manipulative with their emotional requirements, and their neediness is actually not sweet and puppy dog. It's actually a vicious attempt at controlling you. Let me tell you something. I read this book called Mr. Nice Guy. People oh. who are nice are not actually nice. They're not that nice. They're not. They're not nice. People who say, oh, I'm so No, 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 no. Exactly. I do not like it when people call me nice because that is an insult. Nope. And not only that, anybody who can declare without any kind of um, acknowledgement of the flaws or the problems that they may have, because we all have problems, and comes and say, but I'm the nicest guy that you'll ever meet, that is a red flag. And if, mm. if you can't see the red flags because you're colorblind, ask a friend or a relative. But don't, don't let anyone drag you in here that I'm, an, I'm the nicest person on earth. And they, you know, because they, there's always something laying behind that. But I think that's one of my major needs. And then I think my, my secondary need is that I want the person who I'm with, not necessarily to have the ambition of Richard Branson, but have something going on in your life that is not harmful but something that motivates you even if it is you love to cycle or you love to swim or you love to make apple pies at least something that i know when i go off into my world to kind of recharge that you are not completely dependent on me being there Mm. oh my gosh yes (laughs) you know We'll, we'll, we'll just move this, to the prayer section. No, please. This, let's end it the this podcast is, is therapy. <laughs> this podcast is therapy right now. It is. It's um, therapy. Should I go next and then karaoke you? Well, you, well, you can go, but I think that, like, I don't even need it. Like, I hate to be that person who's like, yeah, what he said. Um, but I, I think you can go with what he said. Because I feel like you said you needed more time. So I was like, let me let her stew because well, I, I feel like. I, I did need more time, but then cousin said what I needed to say. <laughs> so, so yeah, so right, go. And I'll see if I have anything new to um, add. Imagine um, <laughs> so for me, what I'm looking for from my table, I want to be on the same page. I need to be on the same page. Like if you're not having a good day, let me know you're not having a good day. If you're having a great day, let me know you're having a great day. I don't want to ever feel like I'm confused. Like, I don't like when men try to talk to me or try to get at me and they're fucking confusing. Mm -hmm. Like, I need you to be kind of like, okay, this is what I want. This is what I expect. If you're like cousin and you are someone who vanishes and you just need some time, let a motherfucker know that shit. Don't just vanish. Because then it's like, okay. Yeah, that's just this. Right, like that's fucking disrespectful. And then don't get an attitude because you fucking vanished. Yeah, I want to know where the fuck you are. Like you haven't spoken to me in so long. You haven't said anything. I don't know what is going on in your world. So what? how do you expect me to feel? Hmm. That's one. Two, communication is a big fucking thing. Oh Again, gosh. like let me know what the fuck is going on. Like I hate when people that you're with they'll have an attitude or there'll be something. And then it's like, you have to pry this information out of them. If I'm supposed to be your partner and I'm supposed to be somebody that you lean on, let me know. Let me know what the story is. Let me know how you're feeling. Mm -hmm. Communication is a big thing. And I feel like a lot of relationships go left, right, up and down because of miscommunication. Because people are not being 110%. Like, 
hey, I am feeling like we're not in the best place. Maybe we should take a break. It shouldn't be this big fucking argument and then all this shit starts coming out in the argument. Why wasn't this addressed as we were going? Like, I feel like relationships could just flow better if things are just brought up when things are when things are happening rather than let's keep it bottled up inside now when there's a big explosion and this is why you keep the damn toilet seat down okay well, <laughs> what the fuck also to that point like so sometimes and this is where i think communication gets weird like if i feel like my husband has said something and i mean not to make it personal so if if somebody that i'm dealing with has said something to me and in that moment I'm like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> um, I don't always want to address it with that person right then, right then because it might just be that, like, I was hungry. And so, like, but you why said wait something, for the argument for all well, of it to come thing, out? Because, because if you say something, like, if I'm hungry, like, I'm not in my right state of mind, you say something, and mm. I am excessively offended because I'm hungry. Um, and so if I sit for a minute and I think about it and then I'm like, okay, it wasn't that bad, then it's not something that really needed to be discussed. But if I bring it up right then while I'm hungry, and so I'm really not even mad about the thing that you said, I'm just reacting crazily to it because of some other thing that's going on, my hunger, then it starts this argument that didn't need to happen mm-hmm. because... Mm. I brought up this issue for really no reason. And like, if I had sat on it for five or 10 minutes, then I would have like mellowed myself out. So sometimes I think that communication breaks down because you have to figure out like, is this something that I really need to address? Like, is it an actual issue or is there something going on with me that I'm responding to this in a certain way? Like I remember when, when my, when my kids were younger um, and I worked at a middle school and it was like a K to eight school. And so there were these kids in the bathroom. They like these kids this one day had got caught fucking in the bathroom. Like there was, Whoa. there was this what? girl, actually there was this girl who was giving blowjobs to boys in the bathroom. And so they had these other girls who were standing outside the bathroom, keeping watch. What? Um, and so like when the teachers came by, like they would give a signal. Um, and there was this whole thing, like, and so, like, I was so upset because at the time my girls were in the sixth and seventh grade. Wow. And so when I came home, like, I was livid. And I was like, if I ever catch you bitches, in a, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, and so Ooh. it wasn't that my children had done anything to me, but there was like an outside circumstance that just had me feeling some type of way. And then I saw these two children who belong Mm. to me that I am in charge of. Mm. And they're in that same age bracket. You know, they also go to public school in this county. So like, I kind of like put that feeling onto them. Like it was protectiveness, but it was also anger and confusion. And like, how do you have such a lack of self-respect and like, who the fuck are your parents? And, Mm. you know, it's like, am I talking to my kids enough? Have I educated my kids enough about like sex and these things? And Mm. so like, I like, and so I didn't like really go off on them. Um, but I definitely was like, look, here's some shit that you better not ever let me catch you doing. (laughs) Or that you better not do. Don't even let me catch you. Don't do it. Um, So, like, but in situations like that, so, like, just, like, other things can be going on in your world that might affect 
how you react or how you respond to something that someone says to you. So when you come home, like you've had a bad day and your partner's like making a joke and like, you know that you've had a really shitty day. So when, you know, if I walk in the house, like I've had a bad day, like I'm really tired, like the whole way home. I'm like, I just want to sit on the couch and relax for five minutes. And then Mm. I walk in the house and my husband's like, Oh, what's for dinner? And I'm like, I don't know, nigga, what the fuck is for dinner? What are you cooking? (laughs) Like, and that's not, but that's just like, you know, the normal way that our relationship flows is that usually when I get home, I start making dinner. Mm -hmm. So he's asking a very normal question, but but I'm responding to it based on like the exhaustion of my day. Yeah. Mm. And like, so, so sometimes like, like, yes, you should communicate, but sometimes you also need to just, like, not say words right, right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, you know what I think, too? I think that every relationship is different. So it's like, you kind of have to, again, you have to know your partner and understand your partner and understand, hey, he, she might be moody at this moment. Let me not bug him. He, she is having a good day. He, she had a hard day. You know what I mean? Like, it's all about kind of understanding the person. Mm. Because even with me, with... Like, you know, with cousin, with, with karaoke, I can understand sometimes they just don't want to be bothered. Like I'll send um, cousin a message. He won't respond back for weeks. (laughs) And I was just kind of like, okay, this is just who he is. Like, he's not someone that when I send a response, boom, you get something like how the pretty vixen will respond quickly. You know what I mean? Or karaoke, I'll send her something. I'm thinking it's funny as shit. I'm like, let me send this to her damn WhatsApp. She just looks at it. And I'm like, oh. (laughs) Okay, well, left on you know, red. Uh, right, just left on red. And that's another thing. Don't fucking leave me on red. If like, relationship, I, it's interesting. For uh, something that you just, you brought up, like, I thought that it wasn't that easy to read, but I have so many friends, as in platonic friends, who mm-hmm. in the last couple of, of weeks, because I've been telling them something has been happening with me in my, in, in, in kind of my mind or towards my relationship, and they were like, but how come he doesn't know that you're this, 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 this? And right. I'm like, but these are people who I've never even like touched intimately. These are people who just know me from the outside as Well, you never you never know who's really watching you. Who's re- exactly, but like as you just said, like people know who are like close to me know I'm the person who you'll message me today and because I may be in a different headspace, it's not that I intentionally say I'm not answering you. It's just mm. I, I, my, my brain takes in the information, but I don't actually act on the response. And when I mm. do come back, it's not, it's not out of malice. But then there's some people who you may be in a relationship with, but they have such an idea of who you are supposed to be to them in the relationship. And mm. no matter how you communicate with them, if they don't understand who you are at the core, you could talk, as, as one of my older um, people would say, you know, you could talk flannel to fuzz. They're not going to understand you and nothing is going to be clear. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and uh, the, the thing about it is like, for me to echo karaoke and karaoke relays that you and I are very, very similar. If yes. I am upset, Well, Jesus, I'm just in the corner. Okay. Who's my similar? <laughs> if I am Shit. upset, I, it's not that I'm not going to talk to you. I'm not going to let the issue sit down for three months and not say anything. But let me talk to you when I am good and ready and I have thought out and weird out. Is it me? Am I being irrational? Is it because I had a heart? Let me think that right. out before I talk to you. Because if I talk but, to you, it's going to hurt your feelings. So, okay, so I'm going to come from the emotional side of yeah. things. I want to be on the same fucking page. 
<laughs> like, I want to know, like, I need to understand. And mm -hmm. that's about learning your partner. So I should already know this if I'm going to be on the same page. Like, it, it's not hard. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But I think people make relationships hard because they're just fucking difficult. But I mean, but, yeah. but I think that it, it is hard, though. Like, to, just to say, like, all you have to do is talk to me. It's communication is not that simple. And it is hard. It is really hard. Because let me tell you, when I'm upset, I don't see anything other than blood. So I'm like, and if I can't seem to, if I can't separate, because there's- You seeing blood, I'm seeing revenge fantasies. <laughs> like for me, if I, if my partner is irritating me on top of a difficult situation, and he becomes the closest object that I can get my venting and my rage out on, if I respond to him in that moment, it is going to lead to bigger problems, but it may not, mm. he may not be the core problem. So like recently me and my partner and I had a, a, a there was an impasse between us because I was just kind of withdrawn because it was a, I want my own space and not satisfied, not necessarily with him, but I just wasn't satisfied with how things were going on around me, work, everything. Mm. So, but he is the closest person to me in London. So, when he does something that would normally just give me a little irritation because mm. I was feeling this whole backup of emotions, everything was pissing me off. So the more that he would ask, but tell me what's wrong, tell me what's wrong, because I couldn't quite formulate at that time because I needed at least a week to pull my thoughts together. It mm. would, I would feel the rage building up in my throat to say that, you know what? Fuck off. Don't talk to me. Oh, so, so, but that is because you have to understand your partner's communication cycles as well. Somebody who is communication constipated is not going to work. But mm. if you know your partner is some person who needs a week or three days or two minutes to catch his or her thoughts, don't push against it simply because you believe that everything is this open, transparent, um, you know, FBI reveal their files after 50 year situation. So, mm. um, I, I think that's, I think it's also understanding how people communicate as well. I respect I think... the boundary. Oh, okay. <laughs> you want to say something? No, I, I'm, I'm done here. Thank you. No, I thought karaoke was going to say something. Oh, oh. No, I didn't talk about oh. anything. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so what I'm learning is that dealing with other humans is just really fucking hard. And then it when you, it's, it's almost like, once the honeymoon phase is passed, then you're really dealing with the real person. Mm -hmm. And sometimes what you want from them is not actually a thing. It's, you know, kind of what you need from them. And, you know, some people are good at the communication, some aren't. Um, but dealing with another human being is hard and relationships are not easy. And then when on top of just this world of you wanting your own needs and wants, from career and jobs and friends and family, it can be a lot. Mm -hmm. It can be a lot. Yes. And, uh, you know, any final thoughts? Um, I'd say that if you're going to go into a relationship, because there's so much of this idea of, you know, you have to. Oh my God. I, I see so much people settling nowadays. It's like, good That's grief. Problem. Well, what are you, what are you defining as settling? Um, well, I would say people at this moment, because of the pandemic, they're just dealing with whoever mm. because they're lonely, well, but it's not really someone they're interested in. They're just 
tolerating them because right now that, you know, we can't go outside. It's really hard to date at this moment. So whoever's in front of us, that's the person that we'll deal with. But once we get outside and once we're able to live our lives again, is that person really the person that's going to fulfill you? But there's also, okay, so there are cultures, and I don't know how prevalent it still is, where you have like an arranged marriage. Mm -hmm. And because, you know, my parents promised this person's parents that we would get together um, when we are of age. And so that's not to say that that relationship can't work. Like, so we, we have to, we have to make it work because that's what our parents said that we would do 21 years ago. Our parents decided that for us. Right. Um, but, and so that's just the person who happens to be in close proximity to you. Um, not necessarily that you, but not necessarily that you've settled. Um, but I think that you have to maybe work a little you have to find common ground, mm -hmm. but you have to do that anyway. Yeah. With Even if you're a yeah. person. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, I mean, you feel like, and I guess that depends on that, that gets down to like, you know, what do you want from a relationship and what do you need from a relationship to feel like you're settling? If you, if you feel like what you need um, is to be is to have a million dollars to spend um mm -hmm. and this person who is in your life is only making two hundred thousand dollars um then you might feel like your needs aren't being met because you have a million dollar need on a two hundred thousand dollar budget um yeah. but that's not to say that that person isn't still good can't be good for you like i mean and then it's hard to to assess like as individuals like what really are my wants and needs like do i really need a million dollars or is two hundred thousand dollars really plenty and i need to reassess some other things mm -hmm. in my life so feeling like you're settling i mean you might be i'm not saying that people like nobody's really settling um but it might be an well i mean in the in the pandemic at this moment like a lot of people are settling because well not settling but just dealing with people at this moment because they can't get out there. They can't, like, dating is very hard. Relationships, you know, you got to go out there and mingle and do this. We can't do that unless you're doing it social media world. And, you know, that's always a disaster. But you so might also find that you've been with somebody and now that you're forced to spend so much time with them in the pandemic, you're like, I didn't think that I had settled for this person. But now that I've been with you all this time, like, you're kind of getting on fucking nerves. Like, I kind of wish you would be elsewhere. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that is the mantra for 2020. <laughs> Pretty much. Can you say it one more time, please? No, I have no idea what I just said. But so when you're, and when you're forced to, because before, you know, pre-pandemic, when it was like, okay, my partner is getting on my nerves. Let me just go to my girl's house. Let me just go to the club. And like, I'll see you in a couple of hours. Yeah. But now that, you know, that's not an option. And now you're just like, oh, it's you again. Every day. <laughs> all these days with more days dun, in sight. Dun, okay, dun, cool. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. And so now like everything might, like things might feel like it's settling because now you don't have other distractions. And now like all you have to do is look up, look at this relationship and be like, this is, this is it. This, this is what I got. This is what I decided on. Okay. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> well, I'm glad I'm single. Cause now this is tiring. <laughs> I don't know. I can't. I don't know if it's better to be single or. I mean, I. You know what I think. Let me. Let me rephrase. I think being in a relationship is a mess. Being single is a mess. So it's like it's all a mess. It, it's all just a mess, and you kind of got to get in where you fit in. Um, trivia, because we are going. Okay. 
God. Mm-hmm. Let's do some trivia. Okay. Um, we'll come back to this topic, hopefully, with more opinions from, you know, uh, when we have guests, because I feel like this is a good topic. Relationship stuff is always a good topic. Always good. Always amazing. Okay. So trivia. <clears throat> I'll give you some easy stuff to start out with. Oh, boy. um oh wait i gotta find that that picture again um okay i got the picture queued up i'll send it to you guys in a minute um okay which gemstone can be yellow blue orange or colorless garnet emerald ruby or topaz i'd probably say topaz Mm, emerald it was topaz. Uh, we ain't gonna start this bullshit today. <laughs> Not gonna do this bullshit today. Okay, I'm going to send you guys this picture. Mm-hmm. Send to the podcast. Don't send. Chat. Don't send. Don't send pictures that you send me in my DMs. <laughs> well, um, what in the fucking world <laughs> is this? I know this. <laughs> Okay, Saturn, Saturn devouring. This is someone who settles and is someone in the pandemic that's like, all right, you know what? This is. I'm just gonna eat your ass because I'm over you. Uh, Saturn devouring his son is a famous painting by which painter? O'Keefe, Picasso, Goya, or Van Gogh? Goya, Goya. Okay, it was Goya. <laughs> um, I love I what love is trivia. What is the back? What is the background of this man eating his child? Yeah, I don't know. So, I, 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 I looked it the up. The artist was like, "I fucking hate that little brat." All right, let me. <laughs> Apparently, in, in Greek mythology, Saturn he was the father of like Zeus and all of them. Mm. But in, oh, in Greek, he's Kronos, but he okay. had a he. So so yes. that guy. So what happened with him? He was one of the prophets, one of those people. Like the oracles told him that his one of his children would overthrow him. So yes. he went into um he went into like a mad state and started to kill all of them. And one of them, he actually he was eating all of them, but he missed. I think Zeus was saved, and Zeus then became the one that overthrew him in the end. You know. Sidebar, cousin had a book when we were kids about yes. Greek mythology, and I fucking love that shit. Yeah. Oh my god, I love that book. I love you Greek should, mythology. Um, you should listen to the Myths and Legends podcast. Ooh, I'm I'm gonna have to. Gonna have is it to. about? He tells about... he tells a lot of the stories of um. Well, I mean, not just the 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 Greek and Trojan stories, um, mm. but like a lot of the myths and legends, and like you know all of the Hercules and the Zeus and the all of that. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna check that out. Yeah, but I, I didn't realize that that's who that was. I was just focusing on like that's a really odd painting. Um, but yes, I do remember that story where he. I mean, and that's the weird thing. Like, it, there's always these stories and movies where somebody's like, "This is your fate," and you start like going all out of your way to avoid that thing. Like, if it's gonna happen, it's gonna happen. It's gonna like, eating all of your children is not gonna save like, you from what the Oracle said is gonna happen. Well, happen. first of all, sending me a picture with somebody eating their child and saying, this is my fate. I'm gonna be very... <laughs> well, no, no. It was just the Oracle the said Oracle one of your said. children will overthrow you. So he was like, well, if I eat all my children and they don't exist, then I can't be can't. overthrown. Exactly. Oh, so, okay. I mean, that was his own brand of crazy. He was like, if... If my kids aren't here to kill me, 
if I kill them first, <laughs> then oh I God. stay in power. No so he was like, I'll just eat them bitches. Hey, like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so thank you for the background on that. That I just thought that it was a weird picture and question, but I do remember that story now. Yeah. That was, that was one of my things. Okay. All right. Um, so this one might be a little tough. Hmm. By what name are renal calculi better known? Dental cavities, muscle cramps, stomach ulcers, or kidney stones? Kidney stones. Renal calculi. Kidney stones. Okay. I don't know if you heard me I'll, the first I'll, 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 I'll go on kidney stones. <laughs> <laughs> you sounded very unsure about that. And I hope I did. <laughs> yes. Kidney stones. Okay. Um... When you smell the baker's bread, which special sense are you using? Olfaction, gustation, audition, or vision? Olfaction. I'm going to go with what he said because I don't even know. <laughs> so this is just, I'm going to just do whatever cousin says. Uh, yeah, he, he's leading us to the to the promised land so we can just follow his own. <laughs> Let's okay. hope you don't. Let's hope it's going to the promised land. <laughs> okay, then in that case, I'm gonna ask this next question, and Jamari, I need you to answer first. Okay, I'll be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, see, I don't like this shit. <laughs> I'm also, I'm also gonna give you a question because I love you so much. I hope it's entertainment. It's a math I... question. <laughs> um, I failed. <laughs> okay. How, because I know, I'm just making this horrible. How do you write 0.68 as a percent? 6.8%, 0.68%, 68%, or 68? As a percent? Yes. How do you write 0.68 as a percent? 0.68. Isn't it... I'm going to go with what I think is the right answer, um, 68%. Okay, that sounds like you had enough time to Google that. Okay, I didn't Google anything. I literally just guessed that. Like I'm like thinking to myself, I don't ever see 0.68% anywhere, so maybe it's 6.8%. Okay. I, 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 I don't... 0.68%. I'd also say 68% based on how my brain goes with the calculator. Okay. Um, well, let's see. So that's five questions. Uh, Jamari got four of them right. Yeah. Did I get that last answer right? You did. It was 68%. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm very proud of you. I'm remember, very proud of you. Remember that time we were at the diner and you were trying to teach me? <laughs> I was trying to take my GED test and you were like, dude, yes. I need you to understand why you I'm and I have had like a this. couple of moments when I'm like, can you please just math with me, please? Just But you know what? I was literally talking to Fancy yesterday and we were saying that sometimes it's easier when people say things in layman's terms rather than the whole word problem thing because I feel like sometimes that confuses me rather than just saying, hey, you know what I mean? Like that question, I was able to say, oh, okay, well, let me think about what I have seen. But when it comes to those word problems, like Sally had this and John had that, and you need to tell me how much Sally had, because John, I'm like, I don't fucking know work here. <laughs> yes, it's definitely one of those things um, where a lot of word problems will give you um, 
a lot of unnecessary information and you have to word out um, or weed out like what's the real necessary information yeah. in this problem. <laughs> well, guys, we had a good week on the podcast. Uh, it was, uh, let me tell you something. I was tired as fuck, but y'all had me up in here laughing my goddamn <laughs> ass off. Um, so I think next week for the podcast, we will actually have a foxholer join us. Okay. I'm going to send out um, some feelers on who I would want to join the podcast this week. But yeah, we'll have a Foxholder special guest joining us. Sounds good. And then we're going to have, we're going to see what's going on with Pose. Oh my God. Let me tell you something. Pose loves her some cut. Huh? Stupid! No, I know you made this series. <laughs> <laughs> you said, "Is it back?" Holy shit! No, Pose. Uh, Pose loves her some cousin. Oh, so <laughs> I can't wait to have her up here because she's like every time she's like, "Oh my god, did you see uh, um, cousin's picture?" Oh my god! And I'm like, "Yeah." So how's 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 cousin? I'm like, "He's good." I'm like, "Do you do you have his information?" <laughs> So I, uh, she's going to come on. But I want that actual podcast to be about corporate America and the drama oh. in working in the working world. So that'll be in a soon-to-be future episode. But anyway, guys, we had a good day. We did. Um, <clears throat> we will be back next week for episode five. Episode four is ending on an amazing note. Yeah. I hope all the Fox holders have a great week ahead. And we will see you Bye. Bye. Goodbye. With the sound effects. <laughs> <laughs> the sirens to run us out. Right. <laughs>